Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome everybody to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is October 2nd, 2022. Time is 1803 and joining me as always is Al aka Big Daddy Prep. What's going on brother? Hey brother, yeah it's a beautiful day. I'm outside. If you hear the crickets and the chickens clacking and all that good stuff, yeah we're outside today. We're trying to get a little of this fresh air before the cold gets here or the heat gets here, whichever one does first. Gotcha, guys, and I'm recording in my in-laws' RV today. Uh, there will not be screaming because my mother-in-law is not in town, uh, but the acoustics probably won't be as good. <laughs> it's all right. it's all good, um, right? So, guys, I was really excited. This this topic kind of just hit me in the face this morning as I was doing some projects around here, and I was like, you know, we really should do an episode on items every prepper needs, like you know. Forget the bug out bag, forget the inch bags, the get home bags. Like, let's talk about some other items you're going to need as preppers and homesteaders that it's not out there put together in a list for you. Right. I thought that this would be a really good episode. What do you think, Al? I absolutely do. I'm, I'm with you on that. I understand exactly where you're coming from on this. It's items that everybody should have no matter what. You, you shouldn't be caught without these items. All right. So the first thing, the first thing I wanted to go down is that this is probably more of a homesteader thing, but let's go down that homesteader route first. Okay. Okay. And some of these items might sound a little bit boring, but you're going to need them. Number one is going to be a wheelbarrow. Number one, hands down on the list, you're going to need it. And it's going to come in handy for a lot of different things. I don't care if you're uh, bringing a deer out of the woods that you just shot or if you're going out collecting vegetables, or you got to empty ashes out of the fireplace or the fire pit. Mm-hmm. That wheelbarrow is an invaluable tool that you're going to need, whether you're, you're homesteading, you're bugging in, etc. If you don't have one, get one. Short and Traveling, straight, right? you can travel with water with these too, Jester. You can haul water in a wheelbarrow. I know a lot of people say you can't, but you absolutely can. Uh, if you have to, remember, water is eight and a half pounds approximately per gallon you can you can carry a lot of water in containers or just in a wheelbarrow over a long period you know long distance so yeah wheelbarrow invaluable absolutely and that's something else i didn't even think about al was the idea of water transport i'm thinking in my head like man when i got to bring up gallons of water from you know the spring on the occasion that i have to do that you know i use the atv but what happens when the atv is not running i'd go and i'd use the wheelbarrow Absolutely. You know, so at that and you know, since we're on the kick of water, why not fire? Why not firewood? Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm with so, you. 
I mean, you can do so much with a wheelbarrow. You can mix concrete in them, move water in them, move firewood in them. You can move a dead animal, You whether or not it's a dead animal that you're planning to eat or an animal that you need to dispose of. They're, they're great trash cans, catch-alls. You can bring things back from the garden, or if you're out you know, uh, foraging for things, you're going to need to get them back over a long period of time because if you're foraging, it takes you know maybe several miles that you're going to be traveling to forage things. So, yes, the great transportation by hand the wheelbarrow also let's not forget the idea that you can move some bodies a lot easier right (laughs) right (laughs) all right so the the next one i have on the list here this is a two two part thing um 55 gallon drums and ibc totes yes absolute absolute must i mean number one is for your water collection i mean obviously that's what a lot of us utilize the IBC totes for is for the idea of water collection, right? Whether it's rain yep. collection or you're um, collecting off a of spring, doesn't matter. Just the idea of, of rain collection in general. But guys, these are also dual purpose items. You could repurpose the IBC totes and the 55 gallon drums into other things. I've seen people make uh, small chicken coops out of these things. I've seen them make planters for their gardens out of these things. I've seen, um, I'm sure everybody's seen these at a gas station in their area, at least if you're out in a rural community. They will take the IBC totes, they'll cut the front off of them, and they'll use them to keep their firewood dry. And they'll sell uh, the firewood at the gas stations in, in these IBC totes. You know what I mean? Yep. They cut open the front. It yep. keeps everything nice and dry out of the weather. It's a good, real good deal. I've even seen people turn these things into dog boxes, you know, like little dog houses and such for, for critters. Yes, um, sir. Yeah, but so, Al, you got anything else with the IBC totes or the 55-gallon drums? I mean, imagination's endless with these guys, but you should have them. Well, the thing is, you have metal drums and you have plastic drums. You have in the metal drums, you have just regular drums and you have food grade drums. Each one of these has a purpose, but doesn't make any difference if it's a plastic drum or a metal drum, food grade. You can make a, a distillation unit out of it. You can you can make a, a stove out of it. There's all kinds of things you can do, but you have to open your mind to these things. You have to see what they are as you're looking at these items, but don't ever pass up a free plastic barrel or a free metal barrel or certainly not IBC tote. If it's had something in it that's undesirable to be able to drink water out of or store food in. But there's a there's a myriad of online projects out there, Jester. You know, you can you can literally use these barrels, whether they're plastic or metal, for tons of different uses, you know, for stoves, distillation units, storage units, storing wood, your dogs, animals, cages. You can do lots of things with them, but Definitely don't let those go. Get as many as you can now because when a bad situation happens, they're going to disappear very quickly because people like me are going to suck them up quickly. Something else on the note of like water storage and things like that, and I can't stress having enough of are five-gallon buckets. Oh, yes. You would not believe, guys, how much you will go through five-gallon buckets in a doomsday homesteading post-apocalyptic scenario, whether it's for um, just simply water uh, I do a lot of, I myself do a lot of planning within five gallon buckets. I also utilize five gallon buckets for a lot of storage, right? Ratchet yep. straps, rope, tools, you know, different things of that nature. And then there's also the idea that you're going to be bucketing water if you don't have actual running water. So maybe you're carrying buckets of water out to go um, water the chickens, water the livestock. So again, five gallon buckets for that are going to be great. And the idea that, you know, right now we leave these things out, we get heavy rains, we put them out for rain collection. Yes, sir. And then we yes, just sir. walk over, water the dog, water the goats, you know, whatever we need to do. Um, 
But yeah, don't underestimate having the five gallon buckets, guys. I mean, back in the day, <laughs> you guys all you heard of the bucket brigades, right? Out when they'd go oh, around yes. and fight the fires with the buckets. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know the funny thing, Jester, is used to uh, five gallon buckets were a joke. You know, I've used them for everything from a step stool to, to you know, a, a portable toilet to everything under the sun. There's millions of uses for them. But they used to be a joke, but they're not a joke anymore, Jester, because so many people want them. I went to the store the other day, and I was looking, you know, I, I needed a few more, but I've been used to kind of getting mine secondhand. And, you know, something's been in them, but I can still use them what I want to. And I went, and I figured up, and it was almost $8 for a five-gallon bucket. The lid was set so separately from the... The bucket and they were only four gallon buckets and i thought my god we have come a long ways in this prepping world where used to they gave you buckets and begged you to take them away and now they're trying to like highway robbery you to to get some so you definitely need five gallon buckets folks if you don't have a use for them just uh drop me a line i'll give you about 100 uses for them Oh, yeah, and just wait till you don't have indoor plumbing anymore. That five-gallon bucket's going to be your best friend when you don't oh, want to take a shit outside when it's in absolutely. the 20, 30-degree range. <laughs> absolutely, and you can make a water distillation unit. You can actually purify water by using them to build a filtration system through them. So there's a ton of uses for five-gallon buckets, I assure you. Oh, yes, absolutely. So to move into the next thing here, and I, this is something we've talked about before, rope and cordage, guys. I mean, you're, you're not going to... The amount of rope you will go through when homesteading and, you know, doomsday scenarios, it's unreal. You're going to need rope and you're going to need lots of rope. I recommend everybody has a ton of cordage and a ton of rope. I myself have a lot, but anytime I'm out and I see, you know, oh, there's a good deal of tractor supply on this rope or, you know, they got the California, the black and orange California truck rope on sale. Like maybe I grab a roll or two of it just to have it because I utilize it for a lot of things around here homesteading, whether I'm like limbing a tree or you know, uh, cutting a tree and I want it to drop in a certain direction, or if I got to tie off one of the goats in a certain area, you know, just things like that. Have it, you can right. never have enough rope guys. So no, rope, it's... rope, rope. And, and just for, for something that people don't think about a lot is uh, don't just get one type, one style, one color, one thickness of rope. Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Be very, um, be open-minded to smaller types of rope, bigger types of rope, medium size. What grade is this? How many, you know, how many feet on, on this row? Be open to have different types because you might have all giant line because you got that at a great deal. But that might not be worth a crap for what you're going to use it for a project that you're going to use. Well, you might need some smaller line. All you got is big line. So get different sizes, different colors, different textures of rope because you'll find a use for them. And every one of them has a different, different. And, and for tie-down straps, ratchet straps, things like that, just because one breaks, one of them breaks, don't throw the rest of the way you have to keep that because you may have another one break maybe the other piece and then you can make a ratchet strap out of the two of them so don't throw anything away when it has to do with cordage period exactly i couldn't agree more another thing i'd like to get into with this which is again an uncommon item is rolls of fencing and when i say oh rolls of fencing i don't have a specific fencing in mind like this could be your 
your chicken wire. This could be snow fence. This could be chain link fence, gardening fence. I don't care if it's four foot, five foot, three foot. Having extra fencing laying around is going to work wonders for you. Yes, and the sir. idea that it's a doomsday scenario, you might want to cordon off your chickens to a certain area. You're going to need that fencing. You're not going to be able to go to the store and get it. You might want to. You might want to reinforce um, some little structures you got, you know, around that maybe are rotting out. Maybe there's uh, a spot in the bottom of the chicken coop a weasel's been getting in, and you need to you need to seal that up, and you don't have the wood to do it. Just having excess fencing laying around, rolls of it, is not going to harm you. And I mean, honestly, for what some of this cheapo fencing costs, and like deals you can get on it at like far at. Um, at yard sales and and when some of these gardening places are going out of business things like that al i've got i've got about 400 feet of four foot um gardening fence around here that i got a deal on they were giving them away like two for one and so i ended yep. up getting 400 feet of this garden fence i want to say it was like a total of like 90 bucks for all four rolls and i was like oh yeah i'm, I'm getting that for sure and i get it's just sitting here i know i might need it one day but today's not the day yet i've also got um this not the uh, chicken wire, like not the tight, tight little tiny chicken wire, but the uh, the octagon shape that's maybe got the one inch openings on it. I got a bunch of rolls of that laying around here too, just for different various gardening reasons. Yeah, so hardware never... cloth. Hardware is... cloth is what that's called. But yes, okay. uh, let me tell you, me, Jester and I would get along great. We would go shopping. We'd be in serious trouble. With, and if, for the <laughs> yeah, viewers that don't know, me and Jester have never actually physically met. We've not we've not actually ever been able to shake hands. But I will say this much: I feel like me and him would be able to shop together because we love the same kind of things. I was introduced to something, and I, I and I know all kind of fencing are great, but I was introduced to something this year. It's called a wire. It's a it's a uh, coated wire fencing. It's chicken wire that's coated in plastic that keeps it from rotting and and deteriorating as quick. Folks, if you ever run up on something like that, make sure you get that because not only does it function as chicken wire, but it functions for about 10 times as long. It's there for a long period of time. But any kind of fencing that you can get to keep one thing out of another is absolutely great. Then have as much as you possibly can and try to keep it from deteriorating while it's just sitting there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the next thing on the list here, and again, something we talked, talked about before, tarps. Yes never have enough tarps guys i mean just you know think to yourself this is something to protect something something to stop moisture from getting to something i don't care if it's a pile of firewood or you got a hole in the roof of your house tarps 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 you can never have too many you can never go wrong with them in different sizes. Again, different sizes, different thicknesses, different mill thicknesses. Uh, make sure that you get something with, if you if you possibly can, that have got good uh, tie-downs, good eyelets, um, good grommets to tie it down with. But if not, any tarp will do better than no tarp. But I find a lot of people, they go, well, I got a, a 1,800-square-foot tarp. Well, I only need one that's about 80 square feet. We want to cut that one down. No, no, I can't cut it down. Well, maybe you need to have some a little smaller, you know. So different sizes for these things are great, folks. And you can even get them in camouflage. Now, I saw camouflage the other day. So definitely tarps. You will need, you'll need them in any situation, I assure you. Now, one thing I'll tell you, too, since you brought up the different various sizes, I 100% agree with that, guys. You don't, and I'll tell you why. If you take a, say, a 20 by 30 tarp and you're just looking to cover a 5 by 5 piece of firewood, what happens is you get excess water sits, it blows around. You end up destroying these things when you over when you overuse them. Yep. Right? 
So having having that smaller cheapo tarp is could essentially be better than having that large one, but having various sizes of various sizes of these tarps are key. Very very key to have. Right. I recently bought some jester that are very small. They're like four foot by five foot tarps. And then people are like, well, that's not really a tarp. That's just a little tiny piece of plastic. But they work perfect for ground cover for you to lay down and lay your, your sleeping bags on. They work perfect for a little drape over type of canopy over you if you had to have a small shelter just for you for the night or for the evening or stay out of the sun. And they're not too awful big either. So I found those for like a dollar, dollar and a quarter at, at the dollar, uh, dollar Tree. So look everywhere, folks. Uh, thicknesses also they some tarps are single thickness some are double some are triple some are really really thick and heavy understand those big thick heavy ones will wear you out putting them out and taking them back down again so get the tarps that fit what you need okay absolutely so the next thing i got here on the list which i mean again something we've talked about before heavy blankets heavy heavy blankets the reason why I'm oh, saying yeah. the blankets is obviously the idea of the wintertime, right? It's going to get cold. You may not be able to heat right. the whole house. Maybe maybe it's it's the doomsday scenario where you had electric heat. Now you don't have anything. You can never have too many heavy-duty blankets, and not just for the idea of warmth. If it's first aid and you're treating for shock, maybe you got some animals that are outside that you can't bring in, and you're getting hit with some, like, cold, cold, sleet, nasty winters, and you need to go and insulate the dog box up, something like that can can never have too many blankets never 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 here's here's another thing jester what if you use them to make a pallet for the floor so you're not you know, lay right directly on the floor what if you use them to uh those or towels or blankets to have to pack underneath you know it happens in fires packing things underneath doors to keep smoke from coming in the heat from coming in i've seen them done for a thousand different things over the years um again your animals things like that um, keep a couple of them in your vehicle. Please keep a couple blankets or something in your vehicle. You'd be surprised at how many uses they have on the road, too. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Um, to move on from the blankets, this is going to be one that's a little bit uncommon, which a lot of people probably haven't thought about before. Save your freaking cardboard and newspaper, guys. I know it sounds like a joke, and I know it sounds like, oh, these guys are just hoarders. I'm going to tell you nope. something. The applications for cardboard and newspaper on a homestead or in a survival scenario can go out there. Let's start with the newspaper. First off, you fire making, right? It's great to have to get yep. fire started. Also, you can actually crumble up newspaper and insulate your clothing. I don't know if you've, if you, I'm, Al, I'm sure you knew that. Um, but that's, that's one side. Oh, of this you can use this for absolutely. insulation. If you have windows that are thinner on your home. Um, and you don't want people peering in there. I'm sorry, non-tenant windows on your home, or and you don't want people peering in there. You don't have blinds, this, that, the other. It's very easy to go over these windows with newspapers. Contractors do it all the time. So no one's going to bat an eye if there's newspapers over the windows. They're just going to think someone's painting, someone's remodeling. I don't need to see what's in there. It doesn't matter. Um, there's also the idea of utilizing the newspapers for cleaning up spills and putting them down in damp areas, things like that, trying to soak up water and whatnot. I know it's not as effective as a paper towel, but again, along the same lines, it's going to do the same. It's going to help do the same job, right? What about your um, animal cages to move for your in, dogs? Your, oh yeah, your the, animals. Yeah, your dogs and your animals. Yeah, they work great for that. Absolutely, they work great uh, also that, in your garden when you're done with them with everything else. Put them in your garden. 
Right. Yeah. That's, that's also another avenue. And I mean, now that you said the animal thing, I think about the people that shred these up and they put them in their chicken coops and things like that for the animal. Bed. I do. I do every year. So, uh, to get into the cardboard side of this, uh, same thing with the cardboard cardboard makes great weed stop in your garden. I don't know how, how many of you go out there and do your own maintenance on your vehicles, things like that. Uh, rolling around in the dirt sucks. I'm always that first guy to look for a piece of cardboard to throw it down so I'm not crawling in the dirt. It's another another great thing to have. Also, the idea of fire making and fire starting. The idea if you've got, again, we'll go back to the windows thing. If you have, like, really drafty windows, you know, cutting pieces of cardboard to seal up and duct tape to the wall to help insulate the home a little bit better. That's another reason to have these things. Again, for the animals right so maybe the animals just aren't directly yep. in the dirt saving your old cardboard guys just do it i'm telling you jester if you have enough cardboard around you well not close to the fire don't let me get this straight a fire with cardboard outside of you you know a ring of cardboard like large boxes outside of you you would be surprised of how much warmer you will stay because that actually reflects that heat back towards the fire itself and you'll be vastly warmer i assure you so those big appliance boxes do come in handy oh absolutely um so guys, something something real quick on the list here, guys, is and I, I know Al's gonna agree with me on this one too, is guys, you can never have too many pairs of gloves. Nope. I'm telling you. Have have a lot of gloves. I mean, we could get into all the reasons why you need gloves, but just have gloves. Um the next thing I wanted to get into on the list here are a few different tools I feel that you should have. We talked about tools before, but I feel like the doomsday scenario, the homesteading, the apocalyptic scenario, these are things you're gonna need desperately. Number one on the list for me is going to be a ladder. All right. You're going to find yourself having to do a lot of home maintenance things and a lot of projects that require you to get off the ground. Number one being like, you know, clearing the gutters of leaves. If you're doing rain collection, that's going to be a big one. Right. Right. If you find yourself, um, you know, having to do your own uh, property maintenance and, and limbing trees, things like that, you're going to want to have these ladders. You're going to have to get on your roof at some point and patch patch the roof. Maybe you need to get that tarp up there we were talking about because you got a leaky roof, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, having having a ladder is absolute key. What do you think, Al? I, I agree with you. And, and if you can afford to have two or three different sizes, the small step ladder, the intermediate ladder uh, that you could reach maybe atop of an eight-foot ceiling and then a, a large extension ladder where maybe you could get up to your gutters it's key um, to be able to get in these areas but you have to do what you can afford to so maybe if you don't have any you get one and then you kind of work your way up but absolutely you need ladders uh, I, I use them every day i couldn't do my job without them there's no way i 100 percent agree with you uh so the next on the list here is an axe Guys, having axes are going to be going to be your go-to, and the reason why I say that is because if you are um, homesteading, if it is the apocalyptic scenario, fire is your friend. You're going to be utilizing fire for a lot of different reasons, whether it's heat, boiling water, whatever the case may be. You're going to run out of gas pretty quick for your chainsaws. You're still going to need to find a way to drop trees. You're going to need to find a way to chop up wood, and that's where this axe is going to come in handy. All right. So if you're if you are the homesteader, survivalist, and stuff like that. I would hope that you at least have one or two axes laying around. Right. Axes and hatchets, things like that. Split wood. Uh, folks, 
hammer too. They kind of double for a hammer, but you're going to have to be able to chop things. Al, if you want to restart that again, you went into the matrix on me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, axes and hatchets are very, very important. I mean, you, you can hammer with them. You can cut things with them. You can cut wood with them. You can uh, clear your driveway. Whatever you might need to be able to do, there's a ton of things you can do with axes and hatchets. So you definitely need to have one of each. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing I wanted to put out there, and again, this might not sound like one that sounds like it makes sense, guys, but pruning shears right? You're going to find yourself half again, doomsday scenario. You're going to find yourself doing property maintenance and may, or maybe not even property maintenance. Maybe you're out clearing out spots in the woods to get good shots uh, for archery season, right? Maybe you're, you're a deer hunter now because the grocery stores are shut down. You can't go get meat anymore, right? Anybody out there that shoots archery knows how quickly uh, arrows can get diverted by saplings. So maybe you're going out and doing this. Maybe you found a water source you need to access shears are a lot quieter and a lot safer than you know running a chainsaw through the woods alerting people to where you're at things like that so the simple pruning shears just have a pair of them laying around if you don't already i think most of us already do but definitely going to be one you're going to want to have absolutely and keep them sharp too a dull pair of shears doesn't do you any good try to keep them sharp and I know uh, the next tool I'm going to mention is probably one of the most complicated ones on the planet. And I know it's very hard for people to use them. And I know some people require a left-handed one, but a shovel. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> the shovel. The, the, the shovel. The international tool of, of work. Yes, the shovel. There are so many different kinds of shovels, too, right. Jester. You say shovel. Folks, you have to get the right shovel for the right job. You know, whether it's a round point shovel, a square shovel, uh, a straight shooter shovel, it, whatever it might be, you need a shovel, though. Um, if you could afford to have a flat shovel and a square, trouble, a square shovel and a, and, a, and a round head shovel, you're best to have them both. But a shovel is a huge thing to have. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Gotcha. Yes, absolutely. Uh, guys, this one I'm just going to put hand in hand because you guys can make your own assumptions on these. Extension cords and hoses all right and i know everybody's thinking well the grid's down what am i going to need you know what am i going to need extension cords for listen if you got a generator you're going to need to get power to different places if you got a solar generator you're going to need to get power to different places having the extension yep. cords is key the reason i say having the hoses is also key because you might find yourself diverting water from a lot of different areas okay so hoses extension cords absolutely key um that you're going to want to that you're going to want to have in there all right and that's i mean and this is pretty much my entire list of these uncommon items that when we think prepping that that people don't think that they need to have. Al, what do you got? You got anything else you want to add into this list? Yeah, I've got a I've got a few things. Um, All right. The multi key that most people because people out here in the country, we don't need them as much as people in the city do. 
but the multi-key that enables you to be able to turn on water from different different spigots inside of most metropolitan areas. Uh, the Silcock key. Yeah, Silcock key. I don't know why that eludes me when I want to say that, but a Silcock key is, they're not very expensive. They fit almost any kind of metropolitan type of water uh, fixture. You really need one of those if you live in a very big area. I, I probably wouldn't do me a whole lot of good, but I still have one. Um, a few other things. If you have the ability and you need a chain, nothing works as good as a chain, especially if you're a vehicle trying to pull a vehicle out of one situation from another, out of a ditch or whatever. Nothing works as good as a chain. So chains are very important. I understand they are very heavy, and if you don't have a real use for them, they're not going to do you any good. But if you live in an area where you might have to pull somebody out, pull something out, whether it be a tree stump, whatever like that, though nothing beats a chain. Um, jumper cables for me are a huge thing, especially with people that have vehicles. Uh, you wouldn't believe how many people ride around all day long with no jumper cables. So that's a, that's a huge deal for me. Um, you know, Al, I'd like I'd like to jump back to the chain thing real quick. Okay. I 100 I 100 agree with you guys. I've uh, gotten into some bad scenarios where I've snapped pretty heavy ropes trying to pull out vehicles, dropping trees, or whatever the case may be. A chain is a chain, and when you need a chain, you can't beat a chain. So just right. to you know, go off what you said there, Al, 100. I got one more, and I guess I'm looking at vehicles out here this afternoon where I'm sitting at. So I'm thinking vehicle more than anything. A gas can or a a can, a, 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 a way to be able to move fuel. And I'm not talking about your regular old gas jug, uh, regular old just milk jug. I'm talking about a gas can. They are very valuable, folks. And I'm telling you, nothing beats a good gas jug when you need to move fuel. So that's something that people don't think about these things until they absolutely need them. Nobody needs jumper cables until their battery's dead. Nobody thinks about a gas can until they don't have any gas in their vehicle. So... These are very important things to have, and, and I feel like they're they're reasonable enough price that everybody should have one. Now, no prepper should get caught without them. Oh, absolutely. And to go back to the jumper cables thing, so I have jumper cables in my vehicle, and then I typically have my jump pack with me. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I find myself pulling that jump pack out more than anything to help people just because it's so much more easy and convenient, you know. Right. Um, but to go back to go back to the uh, you know the the vessel for moving the fuel, guys, that's going to be something you're going to find yourself doing a lot of. Whenever the gas stations quit working, you're going to find yourself siphoning gas out of different vehicles. Different, maybe you're taking diesel out of a tractor to utilize it for your own. That's going to be a thing. And you know, having ways to transport those fuels and having a way to siphon those fuels out are going to be something that's also key. So I couldn't agree more with that. I think the the one thing that I can say that I think is paramount for all preppers, and I know they come in all shapes and sizes and you know, all these different things. They get all fancy gadgets, but a good old-fashioned flashlight, not for all the fancy gadget things they do, but for light itself. You cannot be a, a, a serious prepper unless you have flashlights and many of them and ones that fit what you need, what your needs are. Now, there are tons of them out there that do uh, all different kinds of activities. Some of them are water straws. Some of them have knives. In them, some of them have stun guns in them. But a flashlight to be able to see with because when the sun's up, sometimes it's hard enough to see in some places. But when the sun goes down, everything gets dark. So 
flashlights folks lots of them many of them many ways to run them make sure you have batteries for them or ways to charge them up or plug them in but flashlights are king and i i again i agree with that as well i mean so guys i want you to understand my mindset on this when when i came up with this idea to, to cover this today was you know i'm here doing work and I'm thinking about how much harder my job would have been like the things I was working on today without these common items that we that we mentioned. Right. Right. And just how handy these things can come in and just the idea of, of what I know I'm going to need whenever shit hits the fan and the idea that I can't go get it. And I have things laying around here that I will probably never utilize unless shit hits the fan. Right. I agree. And it's and it's unfortunate that. <laughs> Like a lot of these things are just, you know, sitting here going to the wayside, but they're, they're not, they have a purpose to be employed one day when they are needed. And guys, I'm not saying become a hoarder. I'm not saying go out and start buying all this shit up and, you know, letting it all go to shit in the front yard or, or, you know, go piss off your spouse and start blowing endless money on all these different items. What I'm simply saying is when shit breaks bad, and you have these extra things you need to number one, not only ensure your survival, but number two, to make sure you're thriving and not just surviving when shit breaks bad. Right. Absolutely. Like I know right now, I know right now having, you know, 4,000 feet of rope isn't really doing me any good, but I know when shit breaks bad and I'm having to do a lot of different things around this property and bring wood up from the other side of the hill or you know, and I don't have an ATV to do it. I'm having to rig pulleys together and stuff to make my life easier. That 4,000 feet of rope is going to be awesome. You know, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I, I want to say something gesture also about things that people need that aren't going to be available one day if shit hits the fan. You know, a lot of the goods that we get and we have are things that we don't necessarily need that are in these stores. They're luxury items or things that, you know, we don't have to have. But the things that we absolutely have to have are going to be gone also. So I want you to think about something. If you were to have to bug out or leave today or a bad situation happened and you had to leave where you're at, eventually you're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to walk. So think of these two items as being important to me. Good shoes and a place to eventually sit down. Make sure you can sit down on a rock or a stump or whatever. But if you have any kind of a bug out vehicle or a prepper vehicle or even just in your vehicle, I know a lot of soccer moms and people like that do it. They have a couple of those little chairs, you know, that they fold out, everything like that. A couple of those in your vehicle might make for a, a much easier day if you could actually get off your feet if you had something bad going on. And maybe your feet will go a lot longer if you have a good pair of shoes. It's not necessarily the shoes that you might be wearing that day, but having a good pair of shoes stuck back that you might be able to trek several miles in and your feet not totally hurt. But don't buy these items and not use them and break them in. Don't just sit them there and go, oh, I'm going to use it when I need to. No, don't do that. These need to be broken in, but something comfortable because eventually when your feet give out, you're going to have to sit down. And that's where that awesome five-gallon bucket comes into play. <laughs> right, right. It can right, also be right. used as it's a It's coming seat. handy for me a bunch. <laughs> yeah. And, up, and and you can flip it over the other way and use it to go to the potty, too. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There's so, so yeah, many things out there, folks. 
Right on. So, uh, so Al, that's about all I got on this uh, for these uncommon items that you're going to need that just a lot of people don't think about. Guys, and I mean, this is only scratching the surface on this. Yeah. Everybody's needs are different. So you yourself are going to figure out, oh, you know, they didn't mention, you know, old T-shirts or rags in this episode. That's something you're definitely going to need. Right. Absolutely, guys. This was just to kind of skim along the surface to get your brains kind of thinking like, hmm, do I have the cardboard laying around? How much do I have? Wow, I didn't realize I stocked that. I was about to throw these one things away. Maybe I'll hang on to them now. Right. So that's kind of what this episode was designed to do. And we're about to be out of here. Al, you got anything else you want to add before we're out of here? Well, I just want to say that, you know, we're we're coming up on a year of doing this podcast together and and I hope that we've made some people out there more prepared. That's my that's my only ambition in life is to make people more prepared. And I know it's gestures too. And if you've learned anything from it, hey, let us know. We'd like to hear it in your emails and in your replies back. We like to hear from you, the the listener. Yeah, I mean, if, if if we suck, you can tell us we suck. But if we're giving you information that you want or if you have a story idea, please put it in the email and send it to us. We appreciate any contact that we get with our listeners. Absolutely, guys. In that email, it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Do what Al said. Email us now. Stop what yes. you're doing and email now. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, guys. And on that note, we will catch you guys back uh, next week for a brand new episode of It's Doomsday Podcast. is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.